Okay. Agudavach, everybody. Agudavach. Agudmoyed. How's everybody doing? How's everybody Seder? Okay. Yvaldik. Did you get the big screen working, Ellie? No, not yet. I need you to come over. Sneak in. Chas v'shalom. Chas v'shalom. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. No screen today. No screen. All right. Anyway, we had a beautiful uh, davening on the porch. It was unbelievable. And I don't know if I mentioned it. I had this great idea that I mentioned to some of my friends in the building during, uh, during the shir that at 10.30 at night, Seder night, I want to go out to the porch and we'll sing Visham the Shweki style. And then like a couple days later I hear that they said, Reb Zilberstein said that you should go out to the porch and say Manashtana, but I, Shweki was... We went out to the porch, we had over a hundred people singing Visham, it was beautiful, it was really beautiful. Avi, did you hear it in your house? You didn't hear it. Mati didn't hear it. But I think uh, Noam. Noam, you heard it? I, were you outside? I didn't see you. Yeah, we were outside. We were singing. You are? Okay, beautiful. I was busy I with the front the of the building. Off. What? I didn't get the Vigisha Amda at home. You didn't get it. Okay, fine. Anyways, it's a beautiful thing. It was very inspiring for me at least. All right. We'll do a couple of emails and we'll jump right into it. This is from Yeshua Ludmir. I didn't like go over these. I'm just picking off the top of the stack. Hi from Lakewood. Just wanted to give you a shikaya for putting your share on Torah anytime. You only got one email from a Torah anytime listener since I discovered you on Shabbos Daf Beis. I'm hoping to go back and listen to all of Brachas before the next cruise seum. Just wanted to let you know you have some Torah anytime fans. Not only Zoom and YouTube. Huge shikayach. All right. So shikayach for the Torah anytime fan. There's no eating during Shir Meir. He doesn't know the rules. The guy just doesn't know the rules. This is from another Binyamin. And this really is for Avi and Noam. We're just happy he showed up, Mayor. Why is that? Mayor can eat it. We're just happy he showed up. Oh, you mean after you stuck him out and he didn't show up the other day? He's, he's back, yeah. Okay, thanks. Um, so this is for you, Avi and Noam. I found out about you from the back of a bus. Yes. So at least your advertising on the back of the bus in Ramapit Shemesh worked for at least this guy. I love listening to you share as a Chazara. Your infectious energy really keeps me going. Here's another pat on the back. In fact, I hope to join you in person when we're allowed out of our houses. I live on the other side. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe that's in Mati's neighborhood. But listening to you really makes me want to be part of this amazing learning thing that you have going. It's so true what you say, the daf is the only constant that we have in our lives at the moment, and I wish, I wish you continued success and siyata the shmai in everything you do. Alright, Yishkar Binyamin, we're looking forward to having you, if you actually come for live, then it will be a big gain. A new live guy in the shit. I got three phone calls about hair transplants, I'm doing better, Your, my advertising is better than yours. Okay, great, great, great. So whoever doesn't know, these guys put advertisements on the back of the bus, and in, in a way to get them back, on Purim I made a huge poster that said the 8-minute transplant, put both of these bald guys on my deck, a 30 by 10 advertisement, unbelievable, it was beautiful. Anyways, Dailam appreciated it, it was only up for Purim, and then it came up, but these guys, since nobody's using buses now, the advertising is going to be on there for months. 
One more? Do we have time? One more? Yes or no? Yes or no? Hands down or no? Yes? Okay, one more. Shalom Aleichem, Rebelli. I'm a recently retired physician and I've always desired to join the Dafi Yomishir, but the present situation made that difficult. A chaver of mine, you may know him well, I don't know who that is, sent your link and the rest is history. First it was eight minute daf, and then after my friend suggested the full shear, which was facilitated by the time change, I got hooked. I used the eight, eight minute for a quick chazara, which I find useful. I also am in another Gemara shear now studying Sanhedrin, and during the discussion at the end I remarked, the last makab chayres, the road we study, Balatur, Moden, Perik, Perik, Pasuk Yud Beis, it's hard for me to read the Hebrew back to English. This can be just that when the ultimate gula will be very similar. Yes, the Baltimore was flying around. If this is it, I'm ready. Remain gesund and stark and keep driving. Yaakov Yehuda. Oh, this is from John Grun. I don't know if he means he's a good chaver mind. Grun, maybe. I don't know if he's related to that guy. Where is Grun? Is he on tonight? That's some sort of excuse, probably. No, he's not on. All right, what about Mendi Arbach? Is he on? I can't start here without Mendi Arbach. Get him on before we start here. I think Nachman Seltzer is on. I don't know. I feel a little like. They're, they're, bo- they're both on. And Ari's here also. Oh, Ari. Ari sta- Ari's here, so then I can start. Okay. <laughs> so let's start. Raboy Sai. We're holding the beautiful story of Rav Shem Bayechoi, Daf Lamed Gimelon Beis, Lag Boimer. Daf Lag Boimer. So we're holding all the way at the end, and as a treat for doing the story, we're going to jump into serious Benashmosher Sugis. Ah! So we are holding, let's see how many lines from the bottom. We just finished saying, it's like five lines from the bottom, that once Rabbi Shimon Bayechai came out of the cave, he was able to answer Rabbi ben Yair. 24 answers on every question Rapinchas Biyar would ask him. Where before he went to the cave, where Rapinchas Biyar asked Rapinchas Biyar a question, Rapinchas Biyar would answer Rapinchas Biyar 12 answers. So it was a 36 answer swing. Says the Gemara, Omar, Rapinchas Biyar said, Since I was saved from the Caesar and I'm alive and well, Ezel, Asakin, Milso. Let me go. Make something special for Klai Yisrael, for the people. How do I know this concept that I should do something good for the Klal? When Yaakov came to Shechem, he was whole. He was in one piece. He stopped limping. He was healed from his limp. His money that he spent on Esau, very expensive gift. It didn't cause him any harm. He still had all his money. Shalom b'seirasoi and his Torah, even though he was traveling, he remembers all of his Torah. Vayichan is p'nei yir. Omerav matbeya tiken lohem. So, what did he do? Chain. He gave them a coin. Now they were an established city, they have a coin. Ushmul omar shvakim tiken lohem. So as I was learning the Gemara for the first time, I didn't see anybody mention it, but it's very interesting that Shmuel says, Shvakim Tikin Lahem. He, Yaakov Avinu, made marketplaces. Rabbi Yochanan Omar, Mechatzai is Tikin Lahem. It's actually bathhouses. 
But what's interesting is that this whole story of Rabbi Shimba Yechai started because of the marketplaces and the bathhouses. Rabbi Shimba Yechai said, ah, the marketplaces are for the Zaynas, the Mechitzais for themselves. It was, it was a diss on the Romans and that's why he had to run away. And all of a sudden, it, it, the whole story ends off with that Yaakov Avinu, he's misakin a Merchatz and a marketplace. So, what is Rabbi Shimba Yechai going to do? Omar, Ika Milsa, the boy, the Takun, he started asking people, is this something I could help you guys with? Omar Lay, so he was big into his learning, learning, and, and nothing is important, and whoever works gets burnt to a crisp. Let me, let me, let me, let me help Daila. Omar Lay, Ika Duchta, the Isbay, Suffolk Tuma. Perhaps there's, they told him there's a place that they can't go there. Why? Since there's a Suffolk Tuma. The Koyhanim can't go through, it's a thoroughfare, and they can't get through there. So they have to walk all the way around, all the way around. There's a big problem for them. Omar, okay, so let him fix it. Omar, so now holding the Aleph on the top. So he asked, is there anybody that knows that this place, this thoroughfare, that today is a Suffolk, Tuma, in other words, there's a body buried there somewhere, does anybody remember that this was not a Beis HaKvaris. Because if it is a Beis HaKvaris, it's also to exhume the, the, the graves. You can't exhume the, the bodies. Now you know, I was just talking to somebody who brought a mace in to the country, unfortunately, a young guy that was nifter last week. So first of all, I didn't know this. Do you know how much it costs to bring a private jet from America to here? How much? Naughty? Show me with your finger. He went like this. What is that? 400,000? I don't know. Anyways, it's close to $200,000. Oh, he's saying 300,000. No, they got it. They got it for 200,000. It was a small jet. They held five bodies. It's a lot of money per body. Because usually it only costs about $5,000 to bring a, a nifter here. Anyways, because the issue is to exhume a grave. So you could do it. There's halachas how to do it and people do it. I was at a, at a funeral actually here in Bechemish where they did that. They brought a but they say it's a lot of tsar for the, for the neshama, it's a lot of tsar. So in order to prevent that, these people, these five people, spent all that money on bringing the nifter here. It's unbelievable. I call upon him. If you could establish that this place was a real Beis you don't have Rishos to, to go and exhume all these graves. Just a kain could start going through there. If you bury a person and you make it nigh and there's some reason, whatever. That's in the kitchen. We're doing the share at home. Now I said perhaps Ausaba is Eliyahu Novi that came with Adasim. Great, maybe. But over here, Ausaba cannot be Eliyahu Novi. Kankitze is Ben Zakai, Turmus et Truma. Turmus. These kind of beans. Is uh, what's his name on? No, the guy that gave me the turmasin. He's not on today. Okay. Mr. Fetter, right? That's his name. Fetter, Fetter. He yeah. Can't. He can't. Okay. Maybe this is. Hold on. Uh, am I confusing with something else? I'll call upon him. He said, Ben Zakai who was a Kayan himself, and he was doing Truma, 
he was, he, was, he was messing around with these turbosin right here. So it cannot be that this, this was a basic Kfaris X amount of years ago. I remember this. So Rabbi Shimba took the turbosin. He took turbosin, he started being kaitzitz. Anywhere that the ground was tough, he said it's tar. And everywhere, so says Rashi, there's a nice. The bodies inside the ground started lifting up and they made the dirt softer. So Rabshim Baychai knew, oh, here's a body. He didn't exhume the bodies like he wanted to to begin with when he was asking the question about a basic forest. It seemed like over there he was thinking about exhuming. No, he just, all he did, he made a marker and the Koyahanim could go around that marker and they could get to where they need to go. Omar Ahu Saba. Oh, yes, it was that Saba. So this old man says, He was making fun of Rav Shem Ah, look at him. He went in there and he made the Beis HaKvaris star. What right does he have to do that? answered him, You have to be good. If you weren't with us, Even if you were there, but you, were one, you weren't one of us, Okay, great. You could say, what right does Rabbi Shimba Yechai have to do this? But now that you were with us, and you were counted as one of us, you were helping me achieve Tahara here. This is a tremendous zuzu. A Zaina who is in tremendous competition with her friend, hates her friend, yet she'll braid her hair. Why? Because... Uh, will create a better price or whatever the reason is. But she helps out her friend. How could a Talmud Chacham talk to another Talmud Chacham like that? You're, you're, you're knocking the whole Talmud Chacham thing. And by you doing so, it's going to create a Chalishas in Talmud Chachamim. And if somebody thought that I said a knock, Chasr Shalman Reb Chaim Kenevsky the other day when I said that Reb Chaim Kenevsky says Bua and Hillel took all his time. It wasn't a knock. I was trying to, I have to be very clear, saying, look at the Galat Dari, has no time at all. He sees hundreds of people, so he could barely say a word. He says, Bua. And Hillel Azokin was the Nasi. He took his time and was answering Shtusim to this guy. Zogdi Gemara, Bachas V'Shalom. If you try to knock at Hamad Chacham, Hashem Yirachim. Look what happens. Yoy Be'enei, back to his old tricks, Rishon Ba'yechoi. He stared at him, he looked at him, and that Saba died. So it could not be that that is Eliyahu Navi. Where does Taisa say? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know the Taisa. That's why I said that. You weren't there yesterday in the morning. If you were there, No, he's saying that Taisa says that sometimes Ahu Saba is Eliyahu Navi. It's not always. Everywhere what? What, this? Yeah. Oh, he brings this Taisus. Ah, oh, so maybe he's saying Givaldi. He's saying that Taisus says brings this Gemara as being a Kasha on that Yisoyed of Ahusav. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, but not everybody agrees with Taisus. There's a lot that say that Ahusav doesn't mean. But yeah, according to Taisus. I have to see that Taisus inside then. Givaldi. This, this thing, this Lamadala. Beautiful. Okay. Yoemu. Okay, fine. Nabal Yashuka. So Rishim goes out. 
Chazi Yehudim Megerim, all of a sudden he bumps into Yehudim Megerim. Yehudim Megerim was the original person that said over the story to people, and it got to the Romans, and that's why Reb Shem had to go into the cave. Omar, Adayin, Yesh this guy is still alive. I thought HaKosh Baruch took care of him. Nozim Bo'yeinov, Vaso He looked at him, and he became a pile of bones. In other words, according to Tysus that we said over there, that Yudim Megerim was a chosh of a person who's even a Tana, Great, but according to others, then it's, uh, it makes sense. According to others, he was a bad guy. He went directly, according to some Rishonim, he went directly to the Romans, and therefore, he was punished. Says the Eilagim Mishnah, Shloisha Dvarim Tzoruch Adam Leim Mitzich Beis of Erev Shabbos. Let's see, where's my thing? I have to do the shtick every single time. No. Okay. Shloisha Dvarim Tzoruch Adam Leim Beis of Erev Shabbos Mechashecha. You have to say three things to your family. Isartem, did you take Meiser off the fruits? Eraftem, did you make an Eruv, Chatzerois, and Techumim? So Eruv Chatzerois is, in America, by the way, they made an Eruv Tavshilim, not in the Mishnah. Eruv Chatzerois is if you live in a house that's open to a yard, and you want to use this yard on Shabbos, so Chom instituted that you have to put a, a bread, you have to have a suda, so now it's as if they're all shutvim in this yard, and you could use the yard on Shabbos. That's Erev Chatzeris. Erev Tchumim is that on Shabbos you're only allowed to walk 2,000 ama from your house. So what you do is, you put down a meal 2,000 amas away, and now this becomes your Kainish visa, this becomes your new home, and from that Place on, you have 2,000 amma. You have additional 2,000 amma for a total of 4,000. So, Mamela, you could go from here to here. If you look over here, you cannot go anymore 2,000 amas because what happens is this becomes your center. And you can go 2,000 amas in each direction. We don't care about your house. And from here, you can't go any further. What? Nah, that's not how it works. Can't play games like that. All right. The third thing, it's not a question. The third thing he's telling them, because he could see if there's a candle or not a candle. He tells him, tells his wife, I want you to light candles. It's time to light candles. Now Rashi points out here that the Mishnah says, Im as it gets dark, right before it gets dark, why not 10 o'clock in the morning? Ask your wife, did you take Meiser? Did you, did you do Eruv? Says Rashi, because people procrastinate. So I want to go all the way to the end. Right before the end, she won't be able to say, oh, I have time. She'll have to do it right then and there. So it's a very interesting uh, psychology here. Savek chasheicha, savek chasheicha. Once it's Ben and now we're going to go into a whole sugi of what Ben means. It's Suffolk the next night, Suffolk daytime. So you cannot take Meiser from Tevel. Something that's 100% needs Meiser, you can't do that. 
And you can't put a kli in the mikvah. What kind of kli are we talking about? We're talking about kli that's tame. You can't put it in the mikvah. Why? Because it looks like you are fixing a kli. You're mesakimona. You're not allowed to fix a kli on Shabbos. This kli is broken <coughs> halachically. It has tumah. And now you just got rid of the tumah. Vein madlikin is Now certainly, this is a kolchkein. If you can't do a tvilas kli, certainly you cannot light a candle because you might be over a on Benesh Moshes, which is a Suffolk Deiraisa, might be Shabbos already. Avol Ma'asir Misadamai. If you bought fruit from an Amaharetz, you are able to take Miser. Why? Because we assume that most Amaharetzim are taking Trumas and Miseris. And therefore, most likely there was Miser here. So, on the Suffolk, you're allowed to take it. Uma Arvim. And you're allowed to make an Eruv during Ben during the Suffolk time, and you're allowed to bury hot food. The Gemara is going to explain everything. How do we know that you have to ask your family these three things? Omer Yeshua ben Levi, according to Marsha and Rashi, Omer Yeshua ben Levi, Omer Krov, Yodato, Kishalem Alecha. So you stop. Kishalem Alecha, this peace in your house. The Shalom Bayis, and what's Shalom Bayis? The candle. And make sure that your house is okay, meaning you have Eruv Chatzeros. You're not going to sin, you're not going to eat food, that's Tevel. Omer Rabo. Omer Rabo Barav Huno. Afagav do Omer Rabo Nun Shloishat Dvarim Tzachadam Lomer B'Sich Beisoy. Listen to this. This is extremely important. This is for me. This is where I, I go wrong. But in case you want to listen also, You have to speak to the people in your family. If you want your children to listen, I hope my kids are not listening, you have to talk calmly. Here comes my daughter to make sure that I'm actually saying this. She's laughing. If you want somebody to accept something from you, you say it benachas. Or you could go, why don't you listen to me? I told you 45 times. What's wrong with you? You could do that or you could do the other one. Omar Avashi. I know the Shemili the Rabbi Rabbuna. I never heard it. This tomorrow would have been helpful. <laughs> We're a little off, but listen, we have a lot of quarantine, and some of you, not me, but some of you have a lot of eight-year-olds and seven-year-olds and ADD kids and all that stuff, and uh, you can take it from here on out. Yosef is laughing, I don't know why. Listen to this. I'm not a big genius, I didn't go to yeshiva, I, don't, I didn't hear this. It's common sense, says, says Ravashi. I don't need anybody to tell me. Common sense. You want somebody to listen to you? You say it calmly. You don't want them to listen to you? You yell at them. It's just as simple as that. So now the Gemara goes back to the, to the question. You have to say this before nighttime. Before there's a Suffolk. Before Ben Hashemoshes. Im in Suffolk but once it's been Ashmashois, 
You don't tell your family to do the three things. And what are the three things? One of them is Eruv. Meiser, Eruv, and Ner. But one of them is Eruv. We have a problem here. It says you should remind your family to make an Eruv before nighttime. And then it says, oh, but if it became nighttime, if it's already Suffolk, it's already in Benashmashais, then you can make an Eruv. But it says you should tell your family before Benashmashais. Which one is it? Simon. Now, on the side over here in the Gilyan Ashas, it says, I think it's the Gilyan Ashas, no, Hagoyz Vitziunim, it says that this simon means that Reb Abba Omar Reb Chia Barashi Omar Rav, so that these people, Reb Abba Omar Reb Chia Barashi Omar Rav, all over Shabbos, Mesech the Shabbos, he says a few things. Now, he says, it's on Daf, Ayin Gimel, and Kuf Zayin, and Kuf Yud Gimel, nothing to do with our sugya. One of them is here in our sugya, and that's this. His terrace is here. So the Gemara gives simen, bigufei, meaning bigufia, our sugya, the gufa sugya, our sugya, zimra, sipra, the chavla, the milsa. These are the other places in Masech the Shabbos that he says something. It's very interesting. And that's the gufia that's right here, not a kash. Kam beiruvit chumen. So now, Eruv Tchumim, to do this, where were we before? This has a, a smacht in the Pasuk. It's in the Rabbana, but it has some sort of connection to the Torah. So it's more chamor, more chamor, you have to tell your family to do this before Ben Hashmashes. But the other one, the Eruv Chatzerois, where was that? This doesn't have any makar in the Torah, and therefore, you could do this even ben hashmoshes. That's his tarot. Now, in the Mishnah though, Rashi points out that you tell your family to do both. Why not? You're already telling them to do Eruv Tchumim, so you could stick in Eruv Chatzeros. You'll stick in also Eruv Tavshilim probably if you live in America or whatever. This, this year. Fine. Vamarava. Interesting case. What the Gemara wants to show here is that one person takes two actions and we're using as Friday and at the same time the same person is going to use as Shabbos. It's a contradiction in one person yet it works. So what's the answer to that? The answer to that is going to be that is both. It could act as both. And that's the sugi, this is the sugi of Ben They make a shliach, they tell a guy, you go out and make an Eru for us. One of the two people. Now, we have to know your side for this whole sequence, is that the Eruv has to be an Eruv as Shabbos comes in. It has to at least be there. You can't do an Eruv on Thursday. And then eat up your Erev, your bread, and say, oh, I made an Erev. It has to be an Erev when, when it's already Shabbos. You set aside the meal before Shabbos, and at least for a moment during Shabbos, it has to be an Erev. So, two different people tell Reuven, you have Shimon and Levi that tell Reuven, hey, Reuven, can you please make an Erev for us? 
So he makes it for them at different times. One of the people, let's say for Shimon, he does the Erev on Friday, well before sundown. And for the other one, he did an Erev when it's already that Suffolk. It's, it's, the sun went down already. The sun started going down. So for the one that he did the Erev well in advance, his Erev was eaten up on Benesh Moshes. There's no more Erev throughout the whole Benesh Moshes. A little part of Benesh Moshes, there was an Erev, and then a dog came and ate it up. Now, if Benesh Moshes is considered Shabbos already, then it's a good Erev. If Benesh Moshesh is considered Friday, it's not a good Erev, because he never had an Erev that was there on Shabbos. That lacha is that it's a good Erev. In other words, we're going to say that Benesh Moshesh is considered Shabbos, and his Erev was in existence for a minute of Benesh Moshesh, so his Erev was there on Shabbos for one minute, that's enough to make it an Erev. Second case, Vizesh Erev all of Benesh Moshesh, he put the Erev down, Bein HaShemashos. Nechal Eruvei He, The Erev was eaten by a dog. When? After darkness. After, after Bein HaShemashos. Shneem Kanu Erev. In both cases, it's a good Erev. So let's talk about the second case. He put the Erev down on Shabbos. You can't put an Erev down on Shabbos. You have to put an Erev down before Ben Hashemoshes. But he put it down on Ben Hashemoshes. And yet, this is considered a good Erev. Why? Because in th- for the second guy, we're going to count Ben Hashemoshes as Friday, not for Shabbos. And the dog ate it after Ben Hashemoshes. So now you have a case where a person puts down an Erev on Friday and was eaten on Shabbos, it's good. But as the Gemara Manavshach, if we're going to count Ben Hashemoshes, and we're going to describe what Ben Hashemoshes is in great detail in a minute. But if Ben Hashemoshes is daytime, Basra Likni, Kamaloi Likni. So if Ben Hashemoshes is daytime, then the second case is good because he put the Erev down during Ben Hashemoshes. Ben Hashemoshes is considered Friday. So it was a perfect Erev here. He, he set the, the Erev aside on Friday, and a dog came and ate it on Shabbos. Great. But the first case isn't good, because he put the Erev down on a Friday, and it was eaten on Friday. It was never there during Shabbos. How could you dance on both chasanas? If Benesh was considered nighttime, Kamal Likni, then it's perfect. He set the Erev on Friday, and it was in Benesh Moshes for a minute, and then it was eaten by a dog during Benesh Moshes, but it's a good Erev. Basra Likni, it was never there. He never said it before Shabbos. He said it on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Benesh Moshes, Sveikahu, Usveikah Durabana, Lakula. We don't know what Benesh Moshes is. Ben Hashemoshes could be Friday, could be Shabbos. And since we're dealing with the Rabbanans here, the whole thing, the whole Erev is the Rabbanan. So we're Mekel.
Okay, we'll get back to Bein HaShemoshes. Now, just so we know, you're not permitted to bury, to take a pot of chalt. I don't know if you guys do it. Like when we have a kiddush or something here, we get a giant pot of chalt, and we put a blanket on it before Shabbos, and it keeps the heat in. Burying, that's burying. You're not allowed to bury a pot of chalm before Shabbos if it's moist of hevel. If the blanket has heat to it. But if it's just a simple blanket, that's not moist of hevel. It doesn't add heat. It just contains the heat. But there are certain things, salts or whatever, that add heat. That you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to bury a pot even before Shabbos in something that ha- adds heat. And we're going to see the reason. But once it becomes Shabbos, I cannot put a blanket on that's not Moisev Hevel. It doesn't add anything, no heat at all. But since it's already Shabbos, I can't cover my pot with a blanket. Because when you're going to go over to the pot, you're going to see that there's no, there's no heat. Something went wrong with your child. So now you're going to start making a commotion. You're going to start being Michal Shabbos to get it going. So I said it's also for you to, 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 to cover with a blanket. To insulate it. So then you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to do this. It says in the Mishnah. Look what it says in the Mishnah. The last, last words in the Mishnah. You could... Bury it. You could insulate your your chamin. You know the svaradim called chon chamin. Ma? Menachemata. Somebody gave menachemata the, the the unmute. What is going on here, Rabbi Isai? What is he saying? I don't hear. I didn't hear what he said. One small correction. Yeah. Regarding asmana, if your pot is on the blech or on the plata, you are not allowed to cover it completely, even with the regular blanket. Because that's considered moist if it's completely covered. Yeah, but I, I wasn't talking about a blech. I was speaking of, oh, you mean because I said about the chont for the kiddush. That's right. Got it. Okay. We're not talking about a blech here. We're, ta- we're talking about a pot. That, on its own, then you're Yeah, right. on its own. Fine. Welcome, welcome to the unmuted people. Shkoyach. It's I'm actually not, very I'm good. I'm controlling it on my own. I'm not. Why not? I don't have permission. Somebody unmute him. I said, please, I need him unmuted. Immediately. Menachem Atta. What do I do with Menachem Atta? Ah, you guys don't know. He's the Balkari in our shul, and I heard Chris Atar from him today. Everything. is unbelievable. Okay. It's Mamish. It's such a... <laughs> Hello, you know what happened? I was in between two minyanim. So our minion, the whole minion did Kaila. So then I went to the other minion, and they, I knew there were a bunch of, you know, whatever, from a different shul. So when they got to Kaila, I was the only one. I screamed out on top of my lungs. Some people looked at me with a dirty look. Some people laughed, whatever. It's a, what are the chiyuvim? You have to do Kaila. But you know, in Chicago, every, every yontem in Chicago, I have a minig. By, when, it, when the guy goes, Kaila, Kaila, I go, Kaila. I do a revi. And then everybody looks, what, what is going on? That's, that's my minig. Anyway, Zakti Gemara. Okay, 
Stam Gderois Reutrisen. You're talking about Ben Hashemoshes. It's right before Shabbos. So most likely, the pot is going to be hot, and we don't have an issue. Fine. Vomarovo, Dafla Medalon Beis. So why can't you, let's go back to that halacha, why can't you bury, insulate a pot with something that adds heat before Shabbos? It's way before Shabbos. It's two hours before Shabbos. Why can't I do it? Perhaps you're going to bury it with ash that has coals. And that's what we're worried about. Who cares? Let him do it. It's before Shabbos. Once you're talking about coals, now we have a chashash. You're going to go to your pot for your chont, and everybody, you know, I don't know about your minute, and our family, after the suda, everybody runs to the kitchen and grabs a little chont, maybe a few, uh, half hour after the suda, whatever it is, but they're, they're messing with the chont at night. And once they go to the chont, they'll see the coals, and they'll start, they'll stoke the coals, and that's the problem. Let's talk about Ben Hashemoshes. Ben is It's a suffix whether it's day or night. Suffix kuli On the one hand, it could be completely day. Suffix kuli minalayla. Could be completely night. Matilu noisel lechaymer shneiyavim. It could be both. It could be one or the other. It could be day. It could be night. It could be day and night. So what do we do? We give it the chumra of everything. So, I was studying the sun today because I was learning the sugya. As long as the Mizrach, which by the way, when the Gemara says Mizrach here, the Gemara means Mayrev. Pnei Mizrach. It's not talking about Mizrach because the sun sets in the west. Pnei Mizrach. Fight. When it's red, it has, you know, the clouds get that color, the beautiful color. I don't know if you guys in the bottom floor see it, but we, we have a beautiful sunset. We have a different sun than you guys. So, As long as the sun is red, the, the sky is red. Now, this came as a little bit of a chiddush to me, I have to admit, because if you think about it, you close your eyes for a second. As the sun is setting, what does your natural instinct tell you? The horizon, the closest part of the horizon as the sun disappears, is that going to be red or black? In other words, if part of the sky is black and part of the sky is red, which part is it that becomes black first? The part that's closest to the horizon, where the sun just disappeared from, or the part further away from the sun. So, your natural instinct is going to tell you that it becomes dark by the horizon. Right where the sun disappeared. The closest part to the sun, sorry. The natural instinct is, what do you say? I don't know, what's, the, what's my natural instinct now? I'm confused, I confuse myself. As the sun goes... So it should be light. Yeah, it should be light right next to the sun and dark away from the sun, right? That's natural. But that's not how it works. It's the exact reverse. You can see that in this picture, actually. You see it's dark down here and light up here. And that's Pasha. We know why. Because the sun reflects onto the, uh, to the, to the clouds above. 
And what's closer to the, to the horizon doesn't have clouds, so Mela, it's dark over there. So it's going to hit the clouds up above and make that nice, beautiful sunrise that we have, and lower, and Noam is saying, wow, he didn't realize it either, but whatever is closer to the horizon is black, is dark. Yeah? You see that? It looks like an ocean. Maybe it is an ocean. I don't know. Probably is an ocean. But it's dark down here. That's the point. It's black down here. So that's called Hichsif Hatachtoin. The bottom part, the bottom, the, 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 the closest to the horizon is the Tachtoin. Higher up is not dark yet. It still has that beautiful hue from the sun. That's Benashmashus. Okay, so the Gemara, the Bryson starts off talking about the, the sky being red, and then the Gemara talks about the Tachtoin being dark and the Elyon being red. The Gemara is going to say it's one thing really. Red means from the Tachtoin all the way to the Elyon. We'll see in a second. Mishatishka Achamo. Yeah, did I say that? Mishatishka Achamo. But once the top level, like where the hour clouds are, say, is dark, and it has the same color to the horizon, to the bottom part, this is Rebbe Yehuda. A mil is 2,000 amas. So to go, a lot of people say a mil takes 18 minutes to walk. So we say approximately nine minutes. A half a mil, nine minutes. So how long is Ben Hashemashos? Nine minutes, according to Reb Nechemi. Now, when I went to pull out my charts from Nida, because we learned the Sugi and Nida, Dafnun Gimel, my big problem was that it says right over here, it's Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is the one that says nine minutes. So the Rabbi Kiva Eger brings that Sugi as, as a problem. It actually is a problem. And then we had, you remember, you don't remember, we had Rabbi Yossi, Kiharafayin. It's like the blink of an eye. It happens all the way at the end. Fine. Let's see inside. It's a nine-minute period. Approximately. It's not even a second. Nobody knows when it is. Omar Mar. So going back to what we said a second ago. Could be two days. And Lachumra. Lama Yilchazo. Where's enough Kamina? Omar Avunabrede Rishua Linyan Tuma. Oh. So, first of all, Tuma is referring to Azov. Azov has an emission. If he has one emission, going back to Nida here, one emission, he's no worse than a Balkari. So, he goes to the mikvah, Erev Shemesh, whatever. If he has two emissions, it doesn't matter when. By a man, it's different than a woman. A man could have two emissions in one day, back to back, but there was a hefsik in between them. Then he's Tomei. Tomei means he has to wait seven days to become tar. But if he has three emissions, they could be all in one day, or they could be in consecutive days, but you can't have a day in between. A person that has two emissions, you can't have one on Sunday and one on Tuesday. You can have one on Sunday, and the second one on Sunday, and he can have one on Sunday and the second one on Monday. But he can't have a whole day in between, then he's not a Zav. Then he'll be like the Balkari. 
If he has three emissions, again, either all three in one day, every hour on the hour he has an emission, so he's a Zav Gomer, and he has to bring a carbon. In addition to being a Zav that has, that has two emissions, he also has to bring a carbon out. Wait seven days for Tara and a carbon. If he had it on three consecutive days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I don't know why Noam is just smiling at me. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I'm looking at you, Noam, you don't have, you're right there. Be careful. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, he's also three emissions, he's a Zav Gomer, he has to bring a carbon. So it's very, very simple, Rabbi side. Here, you have here Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And these, these pentagons are, just because I didn't find the circle, these are his reiyos. So if a guy has two reiyos on the night, Sunday night, ben ashmoshos, and on Monday night, ben ashmoshos, we could, we could do different things here. Either, by the way, one reiyo that spans two days is two reiyos. So this guy could be either a Zav Gomer, in other words, he has to bring a carbon because he had a Riyah on Sunday and Monday, and he also had a Riyah on Monday and Tuesday. That one Riyah counts for two. So he actually had four-day Riyahs. So at least he had three Riyahs here. Yeah? Even though he only had two Riyahs, but one Riyah counts as two Riyahs if it spans two days. So since his Riyah started on Sunday night and went into Monday morning, like meaning Monday evening, Sunday night, let's say today, when's Shkia today? 7.40. So let's say he had a Re'iyah at 7, I don't know, 7.45, whenever Benish Mashas is, and it went, and 7.45 is Sunday and Monday, because Benish Mashas could be both. So he had two Re'iyahs. And then on Monday, he also had a Re'iyah on Benish Mashas. One Re'iyah, one Re'iyah counts as two. It's as if he had a Re'iyah on Tuesday as well. So this guy is a Tommy Gomer. On the other hand, it's possible that Benish Moshois is the following day. So when he had a Riyah over here, he only had a Riyah on Tuesday. And the Riyah over here is possible that it belongs to the day before. So he only had a Riyah on Sunday. So this guy had a day in between with no Riyahs. So he's not Tommy at all. He's only Tommy as if he had a one Riyah. He's not a Zav. He's just a Balkari. That's the problem. But if you say it's Luchumra, then this guy is a Zav Gomer. His one Re'i over here equals for two days. His one Re'i over here equals two days. It's as if he had a Re'i on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And therefore, he has to wait seven days and then bring a carbon. If he saw his Re'i on two days during Ben Hashemoshos, Suffolk Lutuma or the carbon. Therefore, he's Suffolk Tame, and he has to bring a carbon with Suffolk. But if he only saw one day, forget about the second pentagon, only the green. So it's possible that he's Tame for two Riyos. One Riyah equals two. It's possible that he saw on Sunday and Monday, and therefore he doesn't have to bring a carbon, but he has to wait seven days. It's also possible that he's not, he doesn't have to wait seven days. He could go to the mikvah that same night. Herev Shemesh. So it's a Suffolk Tumah. What are you doing your Suffolk Tumah? You wait seven days, because you're a Suffolk. Hogu Fakashi. Nu Sogya. Amr Seizu Ben Hashemoshois Meshetishka Chama. Kolzman Shepnei Mizrach Madimim. 
So going back to the, the, the first definition of what Benish Mashas is, we said, when the sky is red, that's Benish Mashas. And then all of a sudden the Gemara says, the Brisa says, well, the Gemara asked the question first, but basically the Brisa says two things. When the sky is red, and then the Brisa pauses for a millisecond and continues. When the bottom is black, and the top is red, that's Benish Mashas. But when the whole thing is black, then it's already night. Says the Gemara, if we just take the first part of the sentence, when the sky is red, meaning that when the bottom part is black, it's already night. If the bottom part of the horizon is black, is dark, and the top is red, it seems like from the first part of the sentence that that's considered night. And then it continues the sentence, if the, the horizon is dark, and the top part is still red, that's considered so what do we do? It's a contradiction. It's one sentence that explains itself. What's considered when the sun goes down, when it, the whole horizon is red. And then the horizon became dark. It continues from red all the way into when the sky is completely red and nice, all the way to this area where it's dark in the horizon. That's still. But once the upper part is the same color as the bottom part, Lila, that's considered nighttime according to everybody. Not according to everybody. No, he says, in fact, we're talking about two separate zmanim. There's a zman of red, and then that's considered day. This, when there's dark by the horizon, that's ben ashmoshes. Not when it's red. A second ago we said, red is ben ashmoshes, this is ben ashmoshes, it's all one shear. Now he's splitting it, he's saying no. Ben starts a minute and a half later. It's red. The sky is red. It's beautiful. A minute and a half later, it turns into this. All of a sudden, the horizon becomes dark. That's when Ben starts. He sticks in the word yaim. It's a yaim. You're right. It's two parts. The sentence is telling us two halachas. It's not one long sentence explaining itself. This is the beginning of the sentence saying that when the sky is red, it's daytime. It's not ben it's daytime. Then the end of the sentence tells us the halacha ben But once the whole sky is dark, there's no beautiful colors. Lila, that's considered night. Says And they all go in their own shita, the itmar. Everything is consistent with their own shita, the itmar. Shir ben Ashmashis How much is ben Ashmashis? Three parts of a mill. My Well, let's figure it out. What does it mean? If you're telling me it's three halves of a mil, well, there's a much better way to say that. Name a mil mechza. Just tell me one and a half. 
three halves is one and a half. Elo, tlaso, tilse, mila, it's three thirds of a mil. There's also a better way to say three thirds. Name a mil. That's one whole. Ella, then common sense tells me when he says three parts, he means plus a rive mila. It's three quarters. It's three parts of, basically it's the first fraction. Maybe. Ella plus a rive mila. It's three quarters of a mil. So he says three quarters. It's two parts of a mil. Let's figure this one out. If it's two halves, that's one whole. If it's two quarters, just say a half. It's two thirds. So what's the difference between two thirds and three quarters? Danko is a sixth. A half of a sixth is a twelfth. So the difference between the two of them is a twelfth, approximately one and a half minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Do the math quickly. If a half a mil is nine minutes, and that's once that's six, okay, Mayor says, yeah, he's very good at math. It's one and a half minutes. All right, that's it. Have a good tevach, a mazadikavach, a good, uh, yeah, good moyed, we should say something to him. What? El, you may want to point out uh, yeah. this last figure is also the famous sheet of Shavim yeah? The 72. Uh, and yeah. this, okay. It all starts here. We'll have Rabbi Schoenberg give us a little, uh, he's the mumchen that he gave us last time when it came to. Uh, Eliyahu, Yisach- yeah. There's also, people want to know, got a few requests. They want to know what flavor is the Patron in the cabinet? If you want to know if it's kosher for Pesach. This? It's the only one that's kosher for Pesach. It's only kosher for Pesach in the back, in the back. It says over here, kosher for Pesach. What's the flavor? What's the flavor? What flavor is it? What flavor is this? Silver. Regular tequila. I don't know. I didn't taste it. I don't know. One last point. Mayor, what does this taste like? They want to know what this tastes like. Yeah. By the way, we had... Three of these, but we don't have any more. We don't have three anymore. Yeah, what are you saying? Right now, we should say Krishna for Gersey's baby. Oh, the Gersey's on. Here's the baby. All right, so let's say, you know what? So, uh, st- yeah, turn off the YouTube. We're going to say Krishna for 